2011, the show they never wanted, never thought would happen, but has. Um, thank you very, very much for everybody who's come. I'm absolutely gobsmacked. We've got people from all around the world, um, some amazing people coming up to speak for you today. And the first one is the man who came up with the idea of Tap and Live. The only way you can get a room of people to listen to him. I'm sure you all know him. He's the lovable, the giant-like Colin Harmon. Thank you, Stephen. Okay, my time has started. Thank you all very much for coming. Uh, just quickly, I'll say that this is being designed for you guys. So enjoy yourself. Ask lots of questions when you're finished. Annoy us. This, we have a really great uh, career in coffee because of all you guys driving it. Uh, so feel like you can use us today. If you want Cosimo Labardo to sign your underwear, get him to do it. That's uh, whatever you want to do. So we'll start off straight away. Um, okay, so what I was going to do with this talk was that I was going to get up here originally and speak about how to run a coffee shop. Now, can I get a show of hands? Anyone that's worked in a coffee shop or works in a coffee shop? Okay, so quite a few hands there. Anyone that has worked in a coffee shop knows that it is, is essentially a steady stream of problems, one after the other. So for me to get up here and to tell you how to run a coffee shop would be really setting myself up for a fall. There is no surefire way to do it. Coffee shops are really, really volatile creatures. So I decided what I'd do instead was that I would tell you what I know about running a coffee shop. So there are various different things that I've read about, various different things that I've anticipated, and things that I had observed. But once I started working in coffee shops, a lot of things became very evident very quickly. So that's what we'd like to discuss to you today. We get an awful lot of requests and visits from people in here uh, looking to start a shop. So make this button work. No, can I get next slide, please? Okay, get a job. Uh, this might bring back bad memories for some of you when you're a kid, when your father's shouting up the stairs at you. But this one is really, really important. I get an awful lot of people coming in, and it's fine, we do like to help people. And I used to be one of these people that dreamt of having a coffee shop, okay? So I'm not having a go with them, but they'll come in and they'll say, oh, I want to open a coffee shop. And I'll say, great, and what do you do at the moment? They'll say, oh, I'm, I'm an architect, or I'm a, a lawyer, or I'm a bin man, whatever. I say, have you ever worked in a coffee shop? And they'll say, no. Now, there's something wrong with that, okay? I wouldn't be a driving instructor if I didn't know how to drive, okay? And I can also, if we all got up now and walked around the city, uh, we could visit maybe 20, 30 cafes in the city that aren't doing very well because the owners don't know how to make coffee. You would be shocked how often it happens. They spend 20,000 euro on a couch and they don't learn how to make coffee, okay? So what I would say to you is, get a job making coffee. If you want to run a shop, get a job making coffee. Learn your trade. If somebody came to me and they said, hi Colin, what I want to do is open a shop, okay? Here's the deal. I will work for you for a year. I won't ask too much money. I will work really, really hard, okay? I won't let you down. I won't disappear. I'll be honest and I trusted them and I was engaged by this person. And then they told me, but at the end of that year, I'm gonna go open a shop. I'd take that. I would do that. You'd be shocked how many cafe owners would, would accept that deal. Because what we're look, in the catering industry, people turn over jobs so quickly. If someone says six months, you're doing well. That's just the nature of the business. If somebody says, I'll spend a year, learn what you can teach me, and then disappear, people will take that. Get a job in coffee. It seems enormously obvious, but it's so important. I know so many people that do a job and don't know how to, don't know how to make coffee. So that would be the first thing. I'm going to give this another go. No. Next slide. Okay. Pick your fights. Um, <laughs> okay. 
If you serve 26 ounce drinks with vanilla lattes and sprinkles and you have lovely comfortable couches, you've got uh, big massive windows and you have labelled uh, cups and lovely crockery and all that kind of stuff and pictures of coffee farms, that's fine, that can work, okay? That can definitely, definitely work. But bear in mind, okay, that Costa do that, Starbucks do that, Insomnia do that. And if you play on the same playing field as them, there's a good chance that they will kill you, okay? Because if you play their game, they can do it better than you, okay? They mightn't, you mightn't think that they make very nice coffee, but they have very intelligent people working for them. They have a lot of money, they've got resources, they've got a pool of information available to them so that they can make all these things happen. So if you play the same game as these guys and set up your stall exactly like your version of what they do, what happens then is that you essentially, you're picking a fight with a big guy, they're gonna win. Okay, so what you wanna do is maybe have a smaller cup, Maybe have more focus on quality, maybe have giraffes in the back, I don't care, whatever you do. But make, design the game a little bit differently so you have your own playing field. You're, you're competing with yourself, you're doing something that other people can't do because the vast majority of people are terrified and they see familiar, new guy. Oh, familiar, there you go. And that's where they're gonna go. That's the truth of it. So if you're gonna do something, pick your fights carefully, all right? Don't try to compete with the big guys on their playing field because they will kill you. That's just, it's, it's important to remember as you go along. Next slide, please, Jer. Okay, this is very, very important. It preoccupied me for a long, long time. This location and the, the, uh, the kind of, uh, the strange way the convenience and quality works, okay? There are definitely, definitely lots of coffee shops that are really, really, really bad and really, really, really successful. Okay, it happens. You can all think of, everyone think of one? There's one near you, they're making loads of money and it's awful. Um, and then there's also a lot of really, really, really bad independent coffee shops and they're dying, okay? So what the successful one has is a location and it's expensive, okay? So to get into a location where X amount of people that walk past the door will come and Y amount will come in to visit you and you can sell them coffee, okay? That costs an awful lot of money. Retail, is, or retail property is expensive. But you, what you want to do is to understand that if you want to do something that's quality-based, you don't necessarily need to be on the high street. You know, you can be off the beaten track. Uh, Gwillem had a place in the flower market up in the east end of London. Did very, very well. Okay, we have a place that started in uh, the lobby of a nightclub. Okay, and it's not the most uh, attractive street in Dublin, but it's doing well. It's getting, it's getting busier. So there is, if you take a walk down here, take a left, walk up past the, the end of the road, you'll see chapter one. It's a Michelin-starred restaurant in a not-too-pretty part of town. And it's because they're good that people will go the extra distance to get there. Okay, so bear that in mind. You don't, don't have to be preoccupied. If you get somewhere that has got huge footfall across, okay, loads of people come past, and it's very cheap, take it, take it. Take that all day long, okay? But don't be so preoccupied. If you do a good job and you're not located on the far side of a cliff, okay, people will come and visit you. If the coffee's good and you're nice to them, don't worry so much about that, okay? So, uh, next slide, please. I've got a little timer here to tell me how long I've got. Okay, in this order, okay, I go to a city and I'm looking for a cup of coffee. In this order, this is what I'm looking for. Knowledge, good coffee, good equipment. Okay, what I see when I walk around the city is good equipment, then coffee, then knowledge. Okay, if you can start off knowledge, coffee, equipment, you're halfway there. Learn your trade. Next slide, please. 
Okay, set a trap. Um, this is a strange one. Um, it's a lesson that took me about 18 months to learn. Um, and what happened is that uh, I had an idea of all the sort of people that would appreciate what we do and how I wanted them to come and I was very frustrated because they weren't coming. And then I realized that, okay, we're doing a good job of the coffee and I was being nice to them, but the decor of how we'd set a shop up and the, the kind of the functionalities of how the shop worked. It, it, wasn't, it wasn't very appealing to the sort of people that were going to make my business work. Okay? So what I wanted to do, I kind of working with the people that own this building, I kind of started to soften the edges a little bit, you know. Next week, okay, for the Twisted Pepper nightclub is what this used to be, essentially, we will buy baby chairs. You have no idea how much of a statement that is, that the Twisted Pepper will have baby chairs. This time last night, let's say eight hours ago, there were 700 kids going crazy in this room. That's what it is. So when people see baby chairs and the Twisted Pepper, it's, it's, it's a game changer. But the truth is, is that you know, we want to be... I, I got upset once because somebody referred to us as an exclusive coffee shop, and it really annoyed me, really, really annoyed me, because what I wanted this to be is an inclusive coffee shop that everybody can come. But I realised that you know, people have certain needs, and, it was the softening of the you know, cushions and the flowers and the, just the little things is what making it making a difference. And just being nice to people and just making good coffee for them sometimes isn't enough. I was very stubborn in that. I thought, no, they'll definitely come and they'll put up with it. But it really is. It actually took um, the women that work with me going, Colin, um, that has to... Um, <laughs> so I don't know, any men that I work with have always been a bit kind of uh, functional in how they do things. But essentially, you need to set a trap for your customers. So your shop, the way it looks, the way it works, the way it feels, the way it tastes, everything, you have to think of your shop as bait. Okay? What you're doing is you're setting a trap. So vision, like, envision the sort of customer that you want. Who's going to drive your business? And then set a trap for them. Say, okay, what bait do I need? And design it with that in mind. It seems a very basic thing to say, but it's something, it took me 18 months to get my head around, and even now we haven't got it right. If I had to learn that from the start, it would have been, it would have been a huge driver for us. Uh, set a trap. Uh, next slide, please. <laughs> well. Okay, uh, obviously, if, if you can win the Irish Barista Championships, or the Russian, or the Belgian, or the French, I know there's a lot of people here, then definitely do that. It is really, really good. People will like you. Um, so do that if you can. The message here really is, is have a story, okay? Now, this won't drive your business forever, okay? But when you're in the embryonic stages of what you do, you need to have a thing, you need to have a story, something that will... People can, if people can sum up your business in one sentence, it's, it's a good thing. We're doing well. Okay, so when, people, when we open up here, there was a lot of things we didn't have going for us. People said, ah, that's the guy, he won the Irish Barista Championships. They have a thing, they have a reason to go. Okay, it's something to push them along the way. If you go out here up the stairs, uh, you'll find Rob at the top of the stairs, runs a bookshop. Rob, if you go up the stairs to him and you tell him three books that you'll enjoy, he will recommend you a book based on those choices. That's his thing, okay? The guy, I know a friend of mine went to get a haircut, came back, it's like, best haircut ever, it was amazing. I've never had a haircut like it. Guy's a genius, I'd say he's the best hairdresser in the world. And I'm looking at him going, okay, it just looks like a haircut to me. He was loving the face, he goes, and you know what happened? You know what happened? I was getting my haircut, get this, reading the paper, wait to hear this, right? Reading the paper, getting my haircut, and you know what he gave me? I said, what did he give you? A little cup of apple juice. 
I was like, are you serious? He gave you a little cup. Do you know how much that cost? He goes, doesn't matter how much it costs. He gave me a cup of apple juice. It was lovely. I actually haven't even drank apple juice in a long time. It was amazing. And it was, it was just, that place was now the place where you go and the guy gives you a cup of apple juice. Now, you're not going to take over the world of this, but in the early days when you're starting off, every single cup counts. Like, every single cup. Like, I remember like, people come in to see me saying, oh, how did you get on today? And it'd be in the early days, I'd say, oh, we had a bit of a rush at lunchtime, which meant that two people came. That's what it was. It was that slow, you know? So if you have a thing, something to drive you, I don't care how big it is. If you're, if you're I don't know, if you sell rakes, and, but you sell titanium rakes, that's the place that sells titanium rakes. Be that place that sells titanium rakes. But make yourself a story, no matter how big or how small. Lie. I don't care. But you need something to drive it. And you'd be, ask your friends as well, because when we do events and stuff, we need a way to sum it up in one sentence. We always find if we can sum it in one sentence, people will come. That's just the way it is. Ask your friends to describe what you do. Ask your friends what inspires them about you. It'll take a while. <laughs> but if you have something that sums you up, if you have a thing, you know, it just needs something like that. In the early days, it's, it's amazing. It'll really stand to you. Next slide, please, Jer. Now, this is so important. Hands up, who's ever taken something off their menu? Did they go insane? This is like, if you, okay, when you're starting off, drop your menu, okay? Now, don't drop what you think people want or what you think you'll have to do. Drop what you'd like to do, okay? Then decide where you're going to compromise. What's a reasonable compromise? And then decide what you'll do if that fails, okay? And then, if you feel confident enough, put your ideal menu up, okay? People will trust you. When they come in, you can say, this is what I believe is right. I mean, this is what I'd like to do. And then, if they don't like it, you can change it afterwards. Because you should never, ever build a menu full of like, large cup sizes, syrups, all this sort of stuff, and then say, oh yeah, well, I've got to take it away in time. I know so many cafe owners that would love to shorten their menu, and they can't, because the customers go insane, and rightly so, because customer comes in and says, hi, I'll have vanilla latte. You say, oh, I, we, don't do, um, we don't do the syrups anymore. What they hear when you say that is, I hate you. <laughs> That's all they hear, and you're annoying them. You know, you're, you're breaking the deal. They came in based on the idea that they would get the drink they wanted. So, it's easier to add something than to take away. We had cho hot chocolate for three weeks, and then we stopped until we could rejig the kitchen and put it out again. It's about two months ago. It's the only thing we've ever taken off the menu. And we've had hell over it. Like, angry letters, you know, arguments, complaints, everything. And that's the only one thing. So it's easier to add than to take away. Very, very important. Next slide, please, Jer. The correlation of nice. This is so important. I see people, especially on Twitter. Is anyone on Twitter? Have you all got Twitter? If you see people on Twitter giving out about their customers, it really, really irritates me. There is a definite and distinct correlation, okay, between how nice you are to your customers and how nice your customers are to you. I see this everywhere. It's not just a Dublin thing. I've seen it in London, in Italy, in France, wherever. If you're nice to your customers, they will be nice to you. If your customers aren't being nice to you, consider what you're doing wrong. You're doing something wrong, guaranteed. I guarantee it, you're doing something wrong. It might even be you, it might be the, the way they have to order, you might be frustrating, they might be waiting too long. There's something going on, but if they're not being nice to, them, to you, there's something happening, okay? But if you're nice to them, they will definitely be nice to you. Next slide, please, Jer. Import skills, this has been huge for us. What I see a lot of people do is that they have skills making coffee. And they get somebody in and they teach them the skills of making coffee. And then they have two people. And they get another one and do the same. They have three people. And eventually they end up with four or five people, same spot, able to do the same thing. 
It's not difficult to make coffee. Once you have the knowledge, you can teach somebody very quickly to be a very good barista. Pete, who's through that window? Hi, Pete. Making sandwiches. <laughs> Pete came to us seven weeks after he started. He came third in the Irish Barista Championships. It's not because he's enormously clever, it's just because it's a, it's a process thing. Uh, three of those weeks he was washing dishes. You can teach people to make coffee. What Pete has is a skill. He was a chef. And he's doing sandwiches for us. We're importing a skill. Uh, if, I don't care if they have internet skills, if they're designers, if they're plumbers, electricians, whatever. Import a skill. Teach them what you know. It's very easy. Don't be greedy with it. It'll work for you in the long run. Next slide, please, Jer. Okay, this is the technique for handing over paper cups. Is Monica there? Monica! Where is Monica? We need Monica for this. Any second now. So this essentially is a technique that will show you how to increase the business. Uh, where is she? Is she coming? Here she is. Okay. So this technique will show you how to increase your business tenfold just by the way that you hand over paper cups. Guaranteed. The way that you hand over paper cups is enormously important. And I guarantee you, tenfold your businesses will increase. Dominic, if you could just come up here and give hand Okay, so if you could just hold this momentarily for me. Uh, this has actually just been a big decoy. Hang on. Ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> we were very busy last week organising this conference and we let Monica go back to Slovakia on her own uh, to compete in her national championship. So, ladies and gentlemen, the 2011 Slovakia versus Championship, Monica Paloma! <laughs> I'll teach you the cup thing later though, okay? surprise. I didn't know this was going to happen. Not at all. I was like, oh, I will need you for about two minutes, you know, just come on stage, you will hold the cups for me for a while. I was like, okay, sure, no problem, I will. Okay, Monica, everyone, thank you very much. Okay, next slide, please, Chair. Work with amazing people. Okay, and uh, we have got amazing staff here. We're very, very lucky to work with all the people that we do. It's, it's a criteria that we set that they have to be great people. They're very easy to find. A lot of people are really, really nice. But also, with the people that sell you machines, sell you coffee, sell you milk, sell you pastries, bananas, whatever, find somebody that's passionate about what they do, that's really loving what they do, and work with them. It, it, it'll, it'll really stand to you in the long term. I found a guy who sold probably the second most expensive casters I could find for a counter. But when I rang him to ask him about casters, you know the little wheels you put on, on tables? He spoke to me about casters for 35 minutes. 35 minutes. Loved them. So I bought them from him. Okay? So do that. Work with amazing people. Very simple. Do it. Next slide, please, Jer. Be two-faced. Okay, this is a tricky one. Some customers just want a cup of coffee. Give them a cup of coffee. Let them go. It's really, really important. Don't pontificate at them. Don't tell them what's amazing about this. If they come back and ask, then that's fine. But leave them alone. They're a huge part of your business. Other customers have a lot of questions. A lot of questions. <laughs> a lot of questions, okay? Answer their questions. They're a huge part of your business. Have two faces, okay? You gotta understand which one is which. Massively important. Next slide, please, Jer. Have fun, 
Okay, we mentioned before, the amount of people that are trying to open coffee shops, I can see some faces in the audience already, people that have always dreamt of it, they're in another job, they hate it, and they've always loved it. If you're running a coffee shop, have fun. You're like, you're so lucky to have this opportunity to have a coffee shop. Have fun, draw, you know, flamingos on the walls, or have days where you just do crazy coffees all day long, entertain your customers, do stand-up comedy, I don't know, invite 100 coffee nerds on a Saturday to come and listen to you speak. Do whatever you, like, have fun, okay? Have amazing amounts of fun. It could only last two months, six months, okay? You might never get the chance again. Have so much fun. Have more fun than you can possibly imagine, because it is a lot of fun if you let it be. Don't let it kill you, because if you're having fun, people will come. They, they feed off it, they love it. Okay, and I think uh, Gary Vaynerchuk was the guy who said that um, you should always try to do something that you love because you can lose just as much money doing something that you hate. <laughs> Thank you very much. Time. So, um, thank you very much, Colin. No, no, back. Questions, questions. Oh. I'm the one that wrote the itinerary as well, I should know this. You should well. know this, you should know this. So, should we do the... Hello everybody and welcome to Tampa Tantrum. No, probably not, we don't have time for that. Episode the... No. <laughs> so, have anybody got any questions for Colin from his amazing presentation, from what I saw, apart from the fight with Coffee Roast a bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah we cut that better. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, has anybody got any questions? It's instinctive. So, so Yvonne says... After every cut... Uh... <laughs> Next question, please. <laughs> Sorry, mate. <laughs> Any questions? You've obviously... Told Maybe me. if you jump down and, and yeah. mingle along, pick on someone. <sighs> Bag of coffee for the first question. Somebody's got to have a question. How do you know the customer that wants only a cup of coffee? He doesn't want anything else. That is a good question. Um, because you have to understand as well that a lot of customers are, are, uh, are, like, if I go into a shop, I'll just walk up and go, what's that? You know, and I just, I get a kick out of kind of picking on people and asking them questions. But some people are terrified and they don't want to ask. Like, we've had customers that have come to us for months on end and then eventually go, what's in there? You know, and they just kind of, they're too afraid to ask. And that's fine. So it's the little things. You drop little bits of bait. So if you're, you know, if you're, let's say you're serving a Bolivian coffee. So they just said, can I get a black coffee? You go, grand, there you go. Uh, that one's a Bolivian. That's it, leave it. And if you have a feeling, you know, and then they go, oh, that's interesting. They say, yeah, it's a washed one. They say, what's a washed coffee? And work your way from there. That's really important. But as well as that, is that it's a very, like what we've done with our menu outside, it's a little bit confusing. It's very simple when you get to understand it, but it's a little bit confusing on purpose because we want people to come in and go, um, Oh, okay. And then they're in the zone where they can go, oh, there's something going on here. And then they'll, you've provoked them into asking you a question. Make sense? So if you build your shop to look like a regular coffee shop, what will happen is that people go, ah, coffee shop, and they walk in, blah, 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 and then you start talking about varietals, and they're like, what's going on there? They don't understand what's happening. So if you want them to be engaged by the coffee that you're serving, you need to kind of break the context of what you're doing a little bit. So maybe like put some farm names on the wall. Or put up a sign. This is amazing. This is Jerry's idea. If you put a sign up in the in the in the form of a question, ask about cascara. What's cascara? All day long. Like ask about the Bolivian coffee. What's in the Bolivian coffee? Seriously, you, uh, you could push it. You could really push that one. But that's that's another really valuable one. Colin, what's your least favorite compromise you had to make? My least favorite compromise. 
Uh, <laughs> um, least favorite compromise? I think it would be sugar. It would definitely be sugar, actually. Um, and as we kind of look towards perhaps opening another shop and 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 and, and kind of developing this place, it's something that constantly comes up because I'm very much. Uh, of the mind that I don't want to annoy anybody. I'd like to engage people and I want, this is all about making people feel nice and have a good cup of coffee. That's what it's about. I'm not here to lecture people. If they want to have sugar, that's cool. But I would like to kind of push them towards trying it without sugar, without annoying them. Without annoying them. And I, I understand that a lot of people don't, don't you know, that's, that's kind of the difficult thing. If, if I could do it without sugar, I would. I'm not smart enough to think of a way to do it yet though. Do you, think, do you think that uh, good coffee can be cheap? Do I think good coffee can be cheap? Yeah. Because the prices of the coffee are like always very expensive. And and sometimes you, you think, is, is that so expensive? I think a lot, like a, a lot of places um, that are making coffee could make a better job of what they're doing, if you know what I mean. So like, like I'll admit the prices that we have in the shop are Actually, no, if I walk around Starbucks and Insomnia, we're actually probably as dear, if not cheaper. But I think um, if somebody had a, had, a, had a cheap coffee and did a better job with it, then that would be the first step. And then people would be willing to pay more for, for better coffees. Uh, this, when it comes to things like green coffee and, and the quality production there, like, I'm not the person to ask about that. Like, I, I get it sent to me and I do the best job of me from, from, from there. But the, um, does it have to be expensive? I don't know. It's a strange thing as well because we put an expensive coffee on the menu once and um, it wasn't selling. The next day we raised the price and we sold out of it. And when we did sell it the day before, people go, eh, it's okay. We upped the price, they go, it's amazing. <laughs> and it's a, it was a very different coffee, it's a, quite far out. So it's interesting to, to push it that way because sometimes you have to break people's perceptions of what's happening. and. I mean, I, I still like to think that everything that people get here is, has value in it, you know? Is that it? Right, well, again, thank you very much, Mr. Colin Harmon!